0: All right. I'm bored. Nobody's commenting. So I'm going to read until somebody gets some ideas. All right, great. So I'm going to continue on my journey here of reading the good book with something I haven't paid too much attention to. The Book of the Minor Prophets. These 12 are grouped together, both in the Hebrew and in the Greek. The only reason for this seems to be that the books happen to be short. They are not minor in any other way. Their religious value is great. They do not belong to any one historical period. They range from the book of Amos in the 8th century to Malachi, Joel, Obadiah and Jonah in the fifth to fourth centuries before Christ. So it's almost like eight years before Christ to three years to to three years before Christ came. They are here arranged according to their traditional order in Hebrew, which is not the same as their historical order. The Latin Vulgate also follows the order of the Hebrew. First up, we have the Book of Hosea. Or, it's written capital O-S-E-E. Or H-O-S-E-A. Preached and prophesized during the century. Which one? The 8th. 8th century that saw the decline and fall and final destruction of the Northern Kingdom. It was a period of both moral and material dissolution. And it is this that gives his prophecy its particular characteristics. Hosea seems to take occasion of his own unhappy marriage to draw a parallel between it and the relationship between God and his unfaithful spouse, who Israel, Israel, he attacks passionately the moral evils and the injustice of the society in which he lives. Above all, he condemns the idolatry rampant everywhere, as well as the debased Yahweh worship. Y A H W E H. Israel will be punished, but after repentance, the people will be welcomed back to their God. First, we will see Hosea marries a harlot and has children. Israel's restoration. Israel's infidelity, punishment, and redemption. The Lord's love for his unfaithful people. God accuses Israel, impending judgment on Israel and Judah, in a call to repentance. Israel's apostasy. Punishment for Israel's sin, Israel's sin and captivity, God's compassion despite Israel's unfaithfulness. The long history of Israel's rebellion. God, the Savior and Judge of Israel. And finally, a plea for repentance and a promise. Next is the book of Joel. Joel prophesied about four centuries later than Hosea. During the post-exilic period, he foretells a plague of locusts as punishment and speaks threateningly of the, quote, day of the Lord, unquote. Day of the Lord but then at once declares the Lord to be merciful and kind to those who repent. Toward the end of chapter 2, the style becomes apocalyptic and he speaks of the outpouring of the Spirit upon the people in the Messianic age. This was fulfilled in Acts Chapter 2, 16 to 21 at Pentecost. The Book of Joel. Lament and call to repentance. The day of the Lord is coming. Portents in heaven and judgment of the nations. Quickly, then, the Book of Amos. Amos was a shepherd of Judah, called suddenly by God to denounce social corruption and injustice in the Northern Kingdom during the reign of Jeroboam II. When was this? Eighth century BC. It was a time of great material luxury and worldly splendor. And the pastoral origins of the prophet contrasted strongly with the sophisticated decadence which, together with the people's infidelity, he denounced. He foretells the day of the Lord, unquote, the time of punishment for men's sins, beholds out a hope of God's mercy to the remnant. Of Joseph. 5 verse 15. Some of the prophecies are probably of a later date, later age. First, the book of Amos. Judgment on Israel's neighbors. Judgment on Israel, Judah, And the nations, Israel's transgression and punishment. Punishments of Israel, a lamentation for Israel's sins. Punishment of complacency and pride, complacency and pride. Punishment of oppression and devastation to come, locusts and fire the plum line. Finally, Amos' reply, the basket of summer fruit. Destruction, captivity, and restoration, says the Lord our God. Next, the Book of Obadiah, or Abdias is so short that it is difficult to be certain of its state and character. It is a tirade, tirade against the people of Edom who are told not to exult over the misfortune of Jerusalem for they shall be utterly destroyed when a remnant of Israel shall survive It seems to apply to the situation of the post-exilic period when the surrounding nations, including Edom, had partly occupied the vacant territory of Judah. Next, the Book of Jonah, or Jonas, is set in the reign of Jeroboam II, 8th century B.C., But the book was probably written long after the exile. This suggests that it is not meant to be taken historically. Although the center figure, Jonah, is mentioned in 2 Kings 1425 and appears to have been a well-known prophet of the time. In this story, the writer, making use of many improbable details, teaches that God is merciful even in his punishments. if only his people will repent. And so, far from being the God of Israel alone, he is prepared to extend his mercy to others, provided they possess or acquire the necessary dispositions of heart. For Lord himself quotes the conversion of the Ninevites and the three days Jonah spent inside the great fish, according to Matthew 12:38. But this is not a testimony to its historical character. He is concerned rather with its teaching. So first, the book of Jonah: Do we want our enemies to be forgiven? Divine mercy and forgiveness. Or do we want them to get what they deserve? God has given us an an innate sense of justice. Hey, that's the theme for September, justice. And it seems unjust to let those who hurt others get off easily. In fact, those who repent are not getting off easily. An authentic, searching repentance is as spiritually painful as radical surgery on the heart. And God pardons those who have committed serious sins because Jesus paid the price for their iniquities himself on the cross. Jonah wants God to strike down the entire sinful city of Nineveh. Like Las Vegas. But How would Jonah himself fare if all sinners were to get everything that they deserve? Jonah fled across the sea to avoid doing God's will. See chapter one, verse one. Ultimately, justice is meted out to the stubbornly unrepentant because this is not what God wants for us. As he tells Ezekiel, Ah, have I any pleasure? in the death of the wicked and not rather that he should turn from his way and live ezekiel 18:23 through the story of jonah god shows us that he belongs to extend that god shows us that he longs to extend his mercy to the repentant of all nations without exception. Please see chapter 4 verse 11. 411, the book of Jonah. Jonah tries to flee God. Jonah is thrown into the sea and swallowed. We hear Jonah's prayer and deliverance. Finally, Nineveh repents and we hear Jonah's anger. God reproves Jonah. Next, the book of Micah. Micah lived and prophesied at about the same time as Isaiah in the kingdom of Judah. Like his contemporaries, he denounces the evils of his age, which he contrasts dramatically with the requirements of God, to do justice, to do justice justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly, unquote, with God. Chapter 6, verse 8. He foretells God's punishments, even the fall of Jerusalem, 3.12. At the same time, he prophesies, like Isaiah, that a remnant shall be saved, chapters 4 to 5, and speaks of the Messiah to come, chapter 5, 2. The Book of Jonah. Prophecy concerning Samaria and Judah. Evils of the people denounced, but a remnant will be gathered. Evil rulers and prophets. Prophecy of restoration of Zion. A ruler. From Bethlehem, what the Lord requires, corruption, repentance, and God's compassion and love. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights In mercy, he will again have compassion upon us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. He will show faithfulness to Jacob and mercy to Abraham as you have to our fathers from the days of old. The Book of Nahum. The opening words of the Book of Nahum announce the central theme, the coming destruction of Nineveh, the great oppressor of God's people. The passion with which this lyric poetry is imbued is explained by the tyranny endured for so long by Israel. But the deliverance announced will not, unfortunately, be of long duration. The fall of Nineveh, 612 years before Christ, will be followed by the fall of Jerusalem. But that is not part of the prophet's message. The Book of Nahum God's Wrath Toward Nineveh and Peace for Judah, the overthrow of Nineveh, utter ruin of the evil city, the book of Habakkuk. There is not much evidence for the date of the book of Habakkuk but it is likely that the prophet is speaking against the Chaldeans under Nebuchadnezzar, who destroyed Jerusalem in 586 years before Christ. The same tradition since 1873, because when you're a favorite beer, a rock star, the book starts with a dialogue between the prophet and God. The prophet complaining, and the Lord explaining, and foretelling, the coming destruction of the oppressor. All this took place probably before the fall of Jerusalem. Habakkuk was, or has, some originality. He asked God to explain his thought. For example, why... Why does he punish his erring people by a nation more wicked than itself? And hence, why does wickedness seem to triumph? This is the problem found all through the Old Testament. So, the book of Habakkuk. Starts with the prophet's complaint. Then God's reply, followed by Habakkuk's prayer. Then we come to the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah or Sophonias prophesied shortly before the religious reform of. Josiah, i.e., about the year 630 before Christ, and he proclaims in clarion tones the quote, day of the Lord, unquote, when his people will be crushed by their enemies because of their sins. Circa f- around Amos. The words of Zephaniah, 1.15, remind one of the Dies Irae, which seems to have drawn its imagery from here. The prophet foretells punishment not only for Judah, but also for the nations round about. 2.14-15 Then, after more threats against Jerusalem, 3.1-8, He utters consolations, 3, 9 to 20. The people will be restored, but chastened and humble. The reform of Josiah was too short-lived to affect the results of these prophecies. The exile and the return followed within the century. The Book of Zephaniah The Day of the Lord. Judgment on Israel's enemies. Wickedness of the nations. Restoration of Israel. The Book of Haggai. Or A-G-G-E-U-S. Agius is the first of the post-exilic prophets after the exile and differs considerably from the earlier. No longer do we read threats of punishment for sins or words of consolation. The people need to be helped in their work of restoration and encouraged to persevere. Haggai first insists that the temple must be built before they think of anything else. This is to be the focal point of their life, as it was in the past, and they cannot hope for any prosperity without it. In spite of its humble appearance, the Spirit of God will rest upon it and the quote, latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. 2 9, the book of Haggai. Starts with the commandment to rebuild the temple. and what happened the people obey the splendor of the temple and a rebuke and a promise God's promise to Zerubbabel. Babel the book of Zechariah zacharias prophesized at the same time as haggai about 520 bc and like him exhorted the people to press on with the building of the temple but he goes on to develop the plans for the national restoration he speaks in terms of a messianic era in which the priesthood is supreme but the royal prerogatives are possessed by quote. The branch with a capital B 612 a messianic term for Zerubbabel chapters 1 to 8 relate a series of visions and are apocalyptic in tone the second part chapters 9 through 14 is quite different and consists of a collection of prophecies dating from the 4th century and edited later during the Greek period. These are chiefly noteworthy for the Messianic passages in them, especially chapter 9, verse 9, fulfilled on Palm Sunday, and chapter 12, verse 10, when it says, When they look on him whom they have pierced, they shall mourn, unquote. The book of Zechariah. Israel urged to repent. The first vision, the horsemen. Second vision, four horns and four smiths. Third vision, the man with a measuring line. Fourth vision, Joshua and Satan. Fifth vision. The lampstand and the olive trees. Sixth vision. The flying scroll. Seventh vision. The woman in an ephoch. Eighth vision, Four chariots the crown, and the branch. Hypocritical fasting condemned. Punishment for rejecting God's commandments. God's promise to Zion. Joyful fasting. Many peoples will be drawn to Jerusalem. Judgment on Israel's enemies. And finally, the coming of Israel's king. Restoration of Judah and Israel. Two kinds of shepherd. Two kinds of shepherd. Jerusalem's victory. And we have an oracle. Finally. Mourning for the Pierced One, the Wounded Prophet. The Day of the Lord is coming. Survivors of the nations will come to Jerusalem. The Book of Malachi. The name Malachias merely means my messenger and the book is probably anonymous. Its content suggests that the historical content is the period of Ezra and Nehemiah. The theme is the love of God for his people in spite of their backslicking, sliding. Both priests and people are guilty of not offering a clean sacrifice. And in 1 verse 1-1 is the prophecy of the universal sacrifice. Relating evidently to Messianic times, the prophet also denounces marriages with Gentiles and the practice of divorce. He goes on to proclaim the, quote, day of the Lord, unquote. quote, great and terrible, unquote. Like many prophets, he does not distinguish between the first and second coming. Malachi the prophet speaks of a pure offering, quote, pure offering, that one day, that will one day be offered everywhere to the Lord among the Gentile nations. This offering is in contrast to the impure offerings of the Israelites, which were tainted by sin. But the Gentiles also were sinners. So what, quote, pure offering, unquote, can Malachi be speaking of here? Only in Christ does this mysterious prophecy fully make sense, for only the perfect offering of Jesus' merciful sacrifice on the cross fulfills it in the Holy Eucharist as Saint Justin Martyr writes in his debate with a Jewish critic of Christianity quote through Malachi the prophet God prophesizes about those sacrifices that are offered to him in every place by Gentiles speaking that is about the bread of the Eucharist and the cup of the Eucharist. And he added that his name is glorified by this. The Book of Malachi. Israel preferred to Edom. Corruption of the priesthood. The coming Messiah, not the coming messenger. God must not be robbed. The reward of those who fear the Lord. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord heeded and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and thought on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts my special possession on the day when I act, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. The great day of the Lord. I will end with this, For behold, the day comes burning like an oxen when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go forth leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and ordinances that I commanded him at Horeb, Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a curse. The end, good night. What, you want more? Let me know.